Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. For several years, I taught interpersonal communications at the college level. And as an instructor, I would receive complimentary books written by important authors and communication experts trying to promote their instruction in this area. I received them because they wanted me to recommend and require their book for students to purchase them for my classes. Do you know what I found interesting? What all of these books written by the top PhDs and communications specialists said was the number one interpersonal skill. Do you know what all of them agreed with? That listening was the number one interpersonal skill. Yes, listening. That's because effective sales communications is the art of managing perceptions. What a salesperson says and what those they speak to perceive as true. And for salespeople, this means that their products and services are purchased by someone who sees them as right for what they want or need. Which means that salespeople, fathers, mothers, wives, husbands, everyone who interacts with other human beings must talk and they must listen, with listening most often preceding talking. Let's look at this further. Listening helps you in seven ways. To listen with sincerity begins, now this is the first one, begins and strengthens relationships because people think you value what they say and they believe and they want. Number two, listening finds problems in advance by someone listening and asking questions. And it helps to develop solutions that makes a positive difference for others. That's because it helps to customize them. Number three, it eliminates concerns and fears by allowing people to voice them and make them known so that a salesperson or a father or a friend can help with solutions. Number four, Listening makes communications clear between a customer and a salesperson because customers understand if they are being heard and understood and if what is recommended addresses their desires. Number five, it increases the quality of a sale or a service moment because the person in sales or customer service better understands what a person wants or needs before they present, advise, or recommend a product or a service. Now, at the end of this, I'm going to uh, tell you about a proverb that stresses that. Number six, it decreases stress and tension in others because they can vent the emotions and frustrations they feel to someone they think cares about them, someone they can trust at a deeper level. Think about people in a hospital. Or think about customers who are irate when they come into a store, for example. And then finally, number seven, listening helps to gain agreement between people because the issues in the way can be understood by both parties and a win-win solution developed. You know, it's obvious when you think about it, listening is the number one interpersonal face-to-face skill for anyone who wants to communicate at the highest levels. And of course, that means salespeople. But here's the problem. No one listens to anyone anymore. Seldom do we experience anyone in our lives who is willing to listen to us for any length of time. And there are three reasons, actually four. It wasn't modeled in our early days as children and young adults. We were not exposed to people who listened to others. 
Or number two, we developed a coping strategy with life that made us selfish and self-centered with a tendency to talk or persuade and not listen. Number three, it's difficult to listen because we think several times faster than we talk. So as anyone, say a potential customer talks, we tend to think about something else, perhaps what we want to say next instead of really hearing not just the facts, but the ideas they're sharing with us. And over time, our poor attention and listening habits become a habit, and we miss the emotions and the main most important idea that people try to communicate with us. Number four, we've not worked on it as the important interpersonal skill area that it is. And it's not a habit that we've formed well. So we have shallow relationships, unsolved problems between ourselves and others, misunderstandings, product pitches with no relevance to people's real lives and needs, and then low trust and missed sales. Here's what Ralph Nichols and Leonard Stevens said in the article listening to people in the Harvard Business Review. Recently, the top executives of a major manufacturing plant in the Chicago area were asked to survey the role that listening plays in their work. Later, at an executive seminar on listening, there were several comments made by participants. Here are three typical ones. Frankly, I had never thought of listening as an important subject by itself. But now that I'm aware of it, I think that perhaps 80% of my work depends on listening to someone or on someone else listening to me. I've been thinking back about things that have gone wrong over the past couple of years, and I suddenly realized that many of the problems have resulted from someone not hearing something or getting it in a distorted way. It's interesting to me that we have considered so many facets of communications in the company, but have inadvertently overlooked listening. I've about decided that it's the most important link in the company's communications, and it's obviously also the weakest one. And later in their article, they talk about sales. High-pressure salesmanship is rapidly giving way to low-pressure methods in the marketing of industrial and consumer goods. Today's successful salesman is likely to center his attention on the customer problem approach of selling. To put this approach to work, the skill of listening becomes an essential tool for the salesman, while his vocal agility becomes less important. How a salesman talks turns out to be relatively unimportant because what he says, when it is guided by his listening, gives power to the spoken word. In other words, the salesman's listening becomes an on-the-spot form of customer research that can immediately be put to work in formulating any sales talk or presentation, regardless of the values that listening may hold for people who live by selling. A great many sales organizations seem to hold to the conviction that glibness has magic. Their efforts at improvement are aimed mostly at the talking side of salesmanship. It is our conviction, however, that with the typical salesman, the ability to talk will almost take care of itself, but the ability to listen is something in real need of improvement. Now let's jump to how to coach salespeople to listen their way to great sales. Sales that occur because their prospects were able to talk about their wants and needs and problems to someone 
who appeared to listen about them. And as a consequence, they purchased because they developed strong beliefs that certain products and services were customized to fill their needs and solve their problems. To prepare your listening lessons with your salespeople, you must first develop the top 8 to 12 questions for salespeople to ask prospects during your sales process. What are they? We've developed these for hundreds of companies in many different industries. Open-ended questions to start with who, what, where, why, how, describe, or tell. Questions that when asked by your salespeople, they will help potential customers discuss what they want or need or the problem they are trying to solve. This will be your most important coaching tool for face-to-face or telephone sales. The top 8 to 12 typical open-ended questions to ask when talking with a prospect. With these, you can coach the following actions. Actions that will lead to great sales and new customers who love the sales reps and the company and their new purchases. Here's the first one. To transition from the initial rapport building between a rep and a potential customer, find the right time to ask for their permission to ask some questions. Teach salespeople to transition to a listen step in the sales process by saying, hey, may I ask you a few questions You know, to see how we might best help you? And in the beginning, actually have the top 12 to 15 questions with them on a piece of paper to ask and to take notes on. Then teach them to, number two, Listen 80% and talk 20% as they ask these questions designed to understand the wants or needs or problems to be addressed with a new customer. And then number three, teach them to take notes and write down the key words they use to explain their needs and wants. Later, after the call with a customer, after a customer visit, you can actually go over these notes to see how well a salesperson asked the questions and listened and to help them continue to develop their habits. Here's the fourth thing. Have the rep to be sure to show they are listening through their facial expressions, their nods, their grimaces, etc., the verbal uh-huhs and wows and empathic really, etc., to show that the person is present and that they're listening. I remember years ago, there was a girl that worked for me, and we had our top questions, and She wanted out to ask them, and when she came back, she shared this story. She said she was asking the questions, and she said, well, how many salespeople do you have? And the businessman said, well, I don't have salespeople. I have manufactured reps. And she said, well, how often do you have meetings with your salespeople? She was not listening. She was not present. So having reps to have these verbal ahas and so forth will show that they're present and listening, will actually help them keep their attention. And then help the reps, number five, learn to explore the answers they get with other questions that help the rep and the prospect better understand the wants and needs and problems with clarity. As they ask questions and listen, they also need to remember to continue to adjust to the pace and tone and the brevity wanted by the customer because Some of them are different personalities, like a dynamo who wants to move very quickly and is very task-oriented, or a diplomatic person who's very relationship-centered and may take longer to talk and to do so with feelings and even stories. And another tip, uh, number seven, ask about the impact of the most important need and problem that prospects tell them about. They can do this by asking, what frustrates you most when, or how much do you think whatever they just talked about cost you. 
No, it's either a frustration or a cost that is the real underlying impact of needs and problems. And make sure that reps help the customer talk about those. And number eight, finally teach them that before presenting a product or service to summarize the situation that the customer has explained, the needs and the impact with a word picture. And they can start that by just saying, what I hear you saying is, and then to continue with a word picture of the notes of what they've just learned. And then, of course, the customer can look back at them and change the picture. And, and there's this wonderful dialogue that begins to take place. You know, people can learn to listen. And Ralph Nichols and Leonard Stevens tell us in the Harvard Business Review of massive increases in listening skills to those who work to improve. As much as 60% greater capacities in just a few weeks and with greater relations and work productivity improvements and sales increases. And that's because when salespeople learn to listen before presenting, they will understand how to make their advice and presentations of great value to the prospect. That's because what they present, they will be able to customize to the needs and problems expressed by the customer. They will be able to do this because they listened. And the prospect will see they listened. Trust and value will increase for the salesperson, the company, and the product or service being sold. Coach these actions before the sale and after a sale. Remember to develop the 12 to 15 top open-ended questions as a crucial tool for your sales process and give copies out and have salespeople use these and take notes on them when asking questions. As they learn them, it's okay, it's just perfect if they read the question from the list until they memorize them. They will look like professionals because they will be prepared to listen well to others before presenting to them. And they will make a lot more sales and make a lot more money from satisfied and loyal new customers who love them and their company and their products and services now and in the future. And when they take these improved listening skills into their homes, families will flourish. They will strengthen and encourage children and their life will be better at home. And the city and the nation will be improved. Think about it. 20, 30 salespeople can change a lot of situations with improved listening skills. 2,000 years ago, these wise proverbs remain true. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Now, these proverbs give the motivation to improve, to improve listening and to help Salespeople do the same because we will reduce the mistakes and shame of being poor at this crucial interpersonal skill. And in the end, we will all take pleasure in understanding the special people we serve as our opinions and our words of advice become wiser with the knowledge we gain before speaking. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.